This special edition of the Rochester Rundown is brought to you by Ultra Federal Credit Union, a member-owned financial institution with two convenient branches right here in Rochester. Ultra is proud to support local independent journalism on MedCityBeat. The city of Rochester lost an icon last Friday when Igor Vavkovinsky passed away at the young age of 38. A native of Ukraine, Igor came to the Med City at the age of seven for what the family thought would be a short visit to find the cause of his remarkable growth, but eventually Rochester turned into a permanent home for him. His size would earn him the title of tallest man in America and worldwide fame, but towards the end of his life, his massive frame became a source of pain more than anything else. Through it all, he is remembered as a compassionate, genuine person who gave more love than he received. We'll bring you the story of Igor's remarkable life in his own words, plus perspective and stories from an old friend coming up in a bit. Plus, some shows to head to this weekend and the news of the week, as always. This will be my last rundown, so thank you for your support throughout all 56 stories. I'm Isaac Janes. It's Thursday, August 26th, 2021. And let's get to the news. When Matt Ranfrans was a very young kid growing up in the early 90s, he found a friend in a kid at school that was a few years older than him. This older kid was relatively new to town, but it was hard for him to keep to himself because this elementary schooler was already taller than most of the teachers. Ranfrans' first memories with this child were from his shoulders, seeing the world from his perspective. His name was Igor Layden, who would later go by Igor Vavkovinsky. That young student ended up becoming the tallest person in America, and if you became caught in his orbit at a young age like Rand Franz, you felt on top of the world with him. So like between classes and in the mornings, you know, Igor and I were kind of like buddy-buddy, and he would, you know, give me piggyback rides, and I'm just this little kindergartner, first grader, and like just being up on like a six-foot, you know, at that time when he was, I don't know, maybe fourth or fifth grade, and he would put me up on his shoulders, and I was just like the bee's knees. Igor's long journey begins in Bar, Ukraine. He was born September 18, 1982, and quickly became a celebrity in his small town. Not for anything he did, necessarily, but simply the fact that he was huge. He was 11 pounds at birth, the size of a three-year-old by his first birthday, and the size of the average adult by the time he would be entering kindergarten. Igor and Mother Svetlana moved to the capital city, Kiev, when Igor was three, but doctors there could not find the source of his staggering growth. So to find answers, they came to Rochester when Igor was just seven, and already six feet tall. Clinic doctors discovered Igor had a rare tumor pressing on his pituitary gland, which holds the body's growth hormone. The pressure from that tumor caused the gland to go haywire, continuously pumping out hormones at much higher rates than normal. But while the doctors found the source, they couldn't simply remove the tumor. Here's Igor's doctor, Dr. Greg Garrison, in an interview with 60 Minutes Australia back in 2012, explaining why. It's unfortunate it's in a location that um, makes it impossible to completely eliminate the tumor for him, um, which means that it continues to secrete growth hormone and he continues to grow. The only way to treat the tumor was through near-constant monitoring and taking medication only available in America. So Igor and Svetlana decided to stay here in Rochester. And as Igor told 60 Minutes Australia, that was not originally in the cards. We initially thought we were only coming to the United States for a month. So we never ever planned on staying here. The pair settled in Northwest Rochester and young Igor started his schooling here. From Rand Franz's account, Igor was a happy child and was eager to learn about America. He liked to play all sports, but specifically basketball, baseball, and football with his neighbors. 
Rand Franz remembers his family taking young Igor to parks and fields around town, helping him learn the basics of the games his friends were playing. We had an awesome friendship. My dad would uh, and I would be playing baseball. I grew up playing sports, and <laughs> Igor just was fascinated by playing baseball and sports and just a friendly guy. So we would throw the football together and play. My dad would bring an extra glove, and we'd teach him how to throw a little bit. As he matured and continued to grow well past six feet tall, Igor attended middle school at Lincoln at Man, then went to John Marshall High School and finished his schooling at RCTC. He bounced around the city after earning his degrees, working as an attendant at the local Sam's Club before taking a position as a help desk analyst at Mayo Clinic, where Svetlana works as an ICU nurse. Now, that was mostly the extent of Igor's public appearances in Rochester, but eventually the 7'8 Ukrainian found himself in the national spotlight a handful of times. In 2009, Igor got a handshake from President Obama for his shirt that read, World's Biggest Obama Supporter, at a rally in Minneapolis. And then the president shouted him out, on stage. Also, the biggest Obama fan in the country is in the house. That's it. Love this guy. In 2010, the Guinness Book of World Records crowned him the tallest man in America, beating out George Bell by a third of an inch. Then in 2011, he made his Hollywood acting debut in the comedy Hall Pass, in which his only act was to stand up and punch Jason Sudeikis. Ah, oh, what's the matter? You can't get any bigger, you little <laughs> Two years later, in 2013, Igor made a cameo in the wildly popular Eurovision Song Contest, carrying out the Ukrainian singer Zlata Ognevich to the stage while dressed in full costume. Now, his body had brought him fame, but at the same time, it was beginning to give him serious mobility issues. His legs and feet had to carry an enormous amount of weight, meaning clinic doctors had to bring Igor into dozens of surgeries to relieve pressure and pain, with mixed results. On top of that, Igor's size 24 feet were too big for any shoe he could find or afford, so throughout his adult life, he had to improvise and walk around in shoes that had the toes cut out of them. A GoFundMe to help him get custom-made shoes raised over $20,000, but Reebok decided to gift him the new pair. And that same year, Igor made an appearance on Anderson Cooper's daytime TV show, where the journalist brought in a custom tailor to give him another gift for some job interviews. What do you, what do you have for, for Igor? Uh, for Ego, I'm going to make $10,000 worth of uh, custom-made wardrobe. $10,000 of custom-made wardrobe. Igor never minced words about the hardships his giant frame caused him. Those acts of kindness merely lessened the pain, it didn't eliminate it, and the pain remained severe throughout his final years. Being so tall also meant many public places were a challenge to navigate. He'd have to duck down to enter buildings or risk hitting his head. Some places he simply couldn't enter. His size made him a celebrity, sure, but some everyday things that we take for granted were impossible for him. Simply, the world was not made for someone his size, and almost nobody on earth could fully grasp the helplessness of his situation, and it weighed on him hard. The doctors don't understand their pain. There are still moments like that where, you know, I think, you know, why, why was I brought to this earth if, if nobody can can provide me with the kind of help that I need. In his last days, the pain grew so bad that he was largely relegated to his house. His YouTube channel, Igor the Ukrainian, last uploaded in February of 2021, and in that video he said he had visited his homeland for the last time when he went over for Eurovision in 2013. 
Things like traveling, exciting things to do for people of normal size, simply became too much of a burden. Here's a clip from that video. Uh, and I'm never going to be able to travel again because airplanes aren't made for people like me. And I'm not going to put myself through the pain and suffering to, to go somewhere. Plus my leg pain and uh, my disability now won't allow me to travel anywhere. And six months later, on August 20th, 2021, Igor passed away with his family by his side. His mother Svetlana said heart disease was the cause. Igor had said in 2019 that he was dealing with a heart condition, and throughout his life, his heart occasionally did give him pain. The news came as a shock to all that knew him, and well wishes poured in on social media, including from Mayor Norton and Governor Walls, and countless others on his Rand Franz and Vine obituary page. Matt Ranfranz, grandson of the funeral home's namesake, stayed in occasional contact with Igor after switching schools and eventually moving to the cities, but hadn't seen him in years. His memories playing with Igor as a child did live on, though, and taught him lessons that he says will never fade, because he learned the boy who looked imposing at first glance had a great laugh and a kind heart. It was more just sharing the the joy and the laughter and enjoying each other's presence, um, you know, throwing the ball. And that's all we had to do. You know, that's, that's all that mattered at that time. So like it was, I'll just remember his laugh, uh, but it's all about perspective. Never judge a book by its cover. And that's really who Igor was a genuinely kind human who just wanted a shred of normalcy. He never asked for the spotlight that shone on him for most of his life, but he embraced it until the pain became too much. The thing about a person like Igor is that the memories will never fade away entirely. As such a big person, he left a mark on everyone that got to meet him or even catch a glimpse of him. His story lives on in all of us that had the pleasure of living alongside him, and of course, all the videos, the interviews, and the stories that he left behind. There will never be another quite like Igor Vavkovinsky. Rest well, Igor. We loved having you here. Thank you guys for watching. Um... So long. Now we'll look at the top stories on our site, medcitybeat.com. In response to new guidance from state and federal health officials, organizers of the popular Thursday's Downtown series say they will be strongly recommending face masks be worn at upcoming events. The Rochester Downtown Alliance issued the recommendation on Wednesday, less than 24 hours after Minnesota Department of Health officials advised face coverings be worn in crowded outdoor spaces. The CDC also issued updated recommendations in a similar vein last week. Mayo Clinic Chief Administrative Officer Jeff Bolton says he plans to retire this fall, capping a nearly 20-year career with the institution. Mayo made the announcement Monday morning. Bolton retires as the second highest ranking executive at Mayo and has served as chief administrative officer since 2013 and as a member of the Mayo Clinic Board of Trustees since 2011. Mayo says a search process for its next top administrative officer is already underway and it expects to announce Bolton's successor this fall. And as the Pfizer vaccine received full approval from the FDA earlier this week, Mayo Clinic's vaccine research group leader Dr. Gregory Poland called the milestone a quote, spectacular human accomplishment. Dr. Poland believes the FDA's decision could soon lead to full approval for Pfizer booster shots, which have already been granted emergency use authorization for individuals who are moderately to severely immunocompromised. All these stories and more are online now at MedCityBeat.com. A look at the events of the weekend coming up after a quick word from Ultra. 
The Med City Beats Rochester Rundown is sponsored by Altra Federal Credit Union. Whether you are in the market for a home mortgage, car loan, or are simply looking for a trusted brand to manage your money, Altra is here to help. Unlike large, privately owned banks, Altra is a credit union owned by its members, allowing it to reinvest profits in its stakeholders, employees, and the communities in which it operates. Among its key priorities, promoting financial literacy to local youth through the Altra Foundation. To learn more about how Altra can help you live your best life, visit altra.org. Now let's take a look at what's on tap for this weekend. Tree Dome's residency at Thesis Beer Project might have ended on Wednesday, but the team of Nate Nelson and Maggie Panetta are bringing more music to the Thesis stage on Saturday. Catch the ultrasounds with Gentleman Speaker and Todd and Megan. That show starts at 6 o'clock. Workshop Food Hall is the newest Rochester venue to start booking shows, and if you haven't been there yet, Clay Fulton plays this Friday at 8 o'clock. And finally, the final Movies in the Park installment is set for this Saturday. It's going to be Shrek at Central Park. The show starts right at 7.30. All of these events are free, but be sure to check their respective websites for any potential COVID-related restrictions. And that's where we're going to leave it this week. If you enjoyed today's show, the best way to support Med City Beat is to become a member. Be a part of quality local journalism at medcitybeat.com membership. Now, this is the final rundown for me, so I will try and keep this brief, but I do have to start off by thanking Sean for giving this podcast a shot. I came up with this idea in college and developed it with some classmates, so to see it come to life has been absolutely amazing. You don't get opportunities to do something like this every day, especially in a job right out of journalism school, and it's all possible through grassroots projects like MedCity Beat. Keep supporting in any way you can. I know I will. My thanks also to Ultra Federal Credit Union for solidifying the future of the podcast with their sponsorship. They have been so good to Med City Beat over the past year, and I genuinely, genuinely appreciate it. And of course, to everyone that's been interviewed for this show and the dozens of others, I appreciate your insights so much. Being in front of the mic can feel disarming, a little bit out of place, but compelling stories only get told by the people who are willing to share them. So thank you for trusting the vision. So with that, thank you, the listener, for coming along for the ride. It's been an honor to have your attention for all this time. I'm Isaac James with Med City Beat. If you're ever in Minneapolis, come say hi. I'll be talking with you then.